0: Welcome back to another episode of Let Me Tell You. I know it's been a while. I will explain. And yes, I am recording this episode at 6.06 a.m. Because as the great John Rothstein says, we sleep in May. And ain't that the truth, baby. I was going to record an episode after the BYU game. But no, long, long time ago. But I was watching the games for the stands. And honestly, I don't remember what happened. It's weird watching for the stands. You just don't pay attention. And then I lost my voice for two weeks. So... Couldn't really do a podcast without a voice. Voice talking important. You get my drift. Then I thought this week, yeah, I'll do one after the basketball games. Then I realized, no, we're gonna have, we have a lot of games, and then every time I release an episode, it'll just become kind of irrelevant. So this is my week recap, kind of not a recap. We're gonna go into depth. So the first game I want to talk about is obviously football. And now at the beginning of the season, as I'm sure all of you know, I did not think we would be in contention for the Pac-12 North by week ten. So big plus. And I think that has a lot to do with Jake Dickert. I love, as the kids say, big Dickert energy. Working great for the Cougs here. And the Cougs fell to 5-5, five and five, losing 38-24. And at the start of the season, like I said, I thought we were a two-win team. I didn't get those two wins correct. I thought we beat Utah State. We didn't. Now, honestly, looking back on it, twenty twenty hindsight is key. The game was done after the first snap. After this... Second snap, technically. We complete a 70 yard bomb, fumble in the end zone. Oregon scores. All my prep leading into this game, disappointing. It said, Stop Travis Dye, the running back who, in the previous game against the Huskies, set the Ducks program rushing record with 200 plus yards. So we did that. We held him to 88 yards. Now, that's your metric for success. Great game. But look at the stats. Ducks are a lot more than that. They had 300 rushing yards, completely exposing our defense. Their quarterback, Anthony Brown. Who's a good college quarterback? Looked like Marcus freaking Mariota out there running for 120 yards. Their backup came in and torched us. So it's true. We got exposed. It was bad. Our defense needs to tackle better, which hadn't been an issue with us in a while. Our players were tackling better. Jihad Woods, you don't see missed tackles or not be able to wrap up a tackle. That guy can wrap up a tackle. He didn't do it. We didn't tackle better. And honestly, in the first half, I was excited because we were tied the game 14-14, head into half. Jane Delora looked a little sloppy at first, fixed it, he looked like a competent quarterback coming off a good game the previous week, thinking, okay, maybe this is his chance. No, I'm done. This game revealed a trend to me about our starting quarterback, JDL. I'm done. I can't deal with this anymore. He plays well, gets the hype, builds some some goodwill with the fan base, then he starts to decline. He's had one game, I believe, without, without a turnover. It's just like last season. Started off really well at OSU and got progressively worse. Pandemic season, I get it. But it's emerging. And I, and I think this is just time. I'm not calling for him to transfer or anything. But I'm officially saying with these two interceptions he's thrown, he's lost the starting job heading into the offseason. I have no problem with an open QB contest. If we have Gabalas, he's the best quarterback, put him in. I don't care. I'm partial to friend of the program, Xavier Ward. But we need to step it up in the quarterback department. We cannot win without with a quarterback turning the ball over this much. And honestly, without those turnovers, the turnovers put the defense on the heels. Like the defense, the score indicates that the defense sucked, but it was only because our offense couldn't do anything. They couldn't capitalize. They turned over the ball, three turnovers from our quarterback. Two of them interceptions. Two of them in the end zone. One of them, Travell Harris, could have done a little more to block the ball. But it fell in the bread basket, just right there, breadbasket catch of the defender. Now the big question is, I said if we won, remove the interim tag from Jake Dickard. Big Dickert energy, great slogan, love it. He's from a small town, he gets it, he knows how to recruit. I think we need to go with the defensive guy, Jake Dickard's a defensive guy. He can retain his staff, which is good. The players like their coaches. The new coaches we brought in to replace the ones who were fired that weren't vaccinated. Are popular among the p- players I've heard. Defense wins championships. It's drastically improved since Rolovich is gone. He's cheap. And it brought us to five and five. Hopefully, seven and five with wins against Arizona and UW. You know what? I'm riding with team Big Dickert Energy. Let's do this, guys. Bring Dickert back. Bring Dickert back. Bring Dickert back. Jake, Jake Dickert, you're my guy. This is my pitch. Patchon, if you're listening, remove that interim tag. But let's go to the other sports, the marquee matchup. I'm a little biased. Soccer's in the playoffs, baby. That's right, the Cougars hosted the University of Montana Grizzlies in the first round of the NCAA playoffs. We've destroyed them in our past couple games, 6-1, 5-1, and 3-0 last night. We dominated them. Oh, it was chef's kiss. Beautiful. Nadia Cooper, Pac-12 freshman of the year, goal of the year, pitched another Shutout. That's right. Eight shutouts on the season. Boom! Against a high quality, really good Big Sky team. For people who trash the Big Sky, the Big Sky is a fantastic soccer conference. I don't want to hear anything about it. They deserve to be in that tournament. They're a very high-quality program. SID is super nice. He was in the booth with me. I was the PA. Pretty cool. Normally I'm the on the Pac-12 PA or the Cougar PA. This one I was an NCAA PA. So I had to be an NCAA PA public address announcer. So I had to remain neutral, which was not as fun because I had practiced the lineups and my goal, We you know, we score, goal, Lazo, you know, that stuff. So I had to be neutral. It wasn't as fun. But Grayson Lynch, Marin Wildness scored her first goal, I believe, of the season, and Sydney Pulver also scored. So bang, 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 great job by the Cougs. We advance to play the Tennessee Volunteers in Ann Arbor, Michigan, home of Big Blue in the round of 32. Now, like I say this team is one of the deepest teams we have seen in recent years on the Palouse. Nadia Cooper could go down as one of the greatest players. And saying that in the goal, for the goalie position in Pullman is a big deal because friend of the program, Ella Diederich, is the all-time wins leader for the program. Now, full circle right now, Ella Diederich, last time the Cougars, Played Tennessee. They were in Gainesville, Florida, 2017. These super seniors were all freshmen. They beat the Tennessee Volunteers in PKs, penalty kicks, off the back of Ella Diederich. She stoned Tennessee. No, they didn't get through her. It, right. Ella Diederich played well. So we see the win in Tennessee. The win against Tennessee was because of solid goalie play in overtime in penalty kicks. Right now, we have one of the best of the country in Nadia Cooper. I think we got a chance. We can go Michigan. We would then go Tennessee if we beat them next week. Then, potentially, Michigan is the presumptive favorite to then advance in their match. Todd Schulenberger, side note, brought in a top 10 recruiting class. Gosh, it's so fun being a coot. Like, it's just great. Like, we are such a good sports school. People don't realize that. We're really good. So let's switch gears. It's a loss, I know. Volleyball fell to Stanford in four sets, but we gotta talk about legendary volleyball player Penny Tusa, fifth year senior. Three aces in the match. That brought her up to 145. Why is 145 145 aces in her career crucial? I will explain. Penny Tusa surpassed Latoya Harris's record of 143. So Penny Tusa is the all-time leader in aces at WSU. Let's give her a round of applause. Didn't help that Sanford was ranked above us. They're a very solid team. Super tall players, which is crucial in volleyball. And also Pia Timmer, one of our best offensive players and defensive players, was out with an injury. But that did bring Argentina Ong, sophomore from Mexico, in her first collegiate start. She had 15 kills, 15 digs. Fantastic career high, obviously. First start, meaningful playing time, which is wonderful depth with Pia out. It gives me a little more faith and confidence in this team, which is poised to make another deep run in the playoffs. Not a deep run, because we actually haven't gotten deep runs, but another run in the playoffs. Hopefully getting past the first round. But Jen Greeny killing it in the game. Let's switch to the last sport I want to talk about. One of the most anticipated hoop seasons on the Palouse in recent years, tipped off with the men's team leading the way against Alcorn State, winning 85-67, followed it up by beating Seattle U 79-61. So I'm gonna, not going to go a deep dive in this. I'm going to give you a couple takeaways for both of these games because two issues stuck out. We started really slow in both games, and you can't do that again. First game we started, we pushed, we pushed away, the Cougars did, against Alcorn State. But Seattle U is what I was not a fan of. We were basically tied at halftime. Brandon Chatfield, former coup, played for the Seattle U Red Hawks. They were going shot for shot with us. We can't have it. This team is supposed to be really good. They are supposed to be a bubble team for the NCAA. You can't go toe-to-toe, shot for shot with Seattle U and expect to be a bubble team. Expect to get in. So friend of the program, Tyrell Roberts, pushed his way into the starting lineup, showed how talented he was. The shorter guard basically shoots just threes. He's fantastic. 17 points, 16 points. He's been unbelievable. One of our best players. One of our better defensive players as well. But my biggest issue is not the starting slow, actually. It's Noah Williams put up 5 points and 13 points. He needs to be more active. Kyle Smith needs to get him more involved in the offense. And I think he can do that against our toughest opponent yet of the season, UCSB, University of California, Santa Barbara. I will be on the call with my good friend Ian on KUGR. On Monday, 8 p.m. tip, watch the game. This will be crucial. Noah Williams needs to get more involved. Let's talk about the women's team, my favorite team in the Palouse. Women's basketball opened the season, starting winning by 30 points against San Jose State, then followed it up against Northern Arizona. Lumberjacks beat them 62-54. Shout-out to my good friend Anders, who goes to NAU, and JP, one of my uh, friends from high school, is a wide receiver on the NAU football team. So, bragging rights over NAU. The teams once again started slow. We, Coach Etheridge said, first game jitters and not a lot of communication, which that was evident. Now, Bella Maricatete is the biggest, big, big storyline. She put up, first game, she puts up 22 points, a career high on 11 of 17 shooting, which is fantastic. We talked about her development all through this offseason. Cami Etheridge harped on that. She's been fantastic, improved her post game, her footwork. You can't complain what she's done. Second game, she put up 15 points, 10 rebounds, 5 blocks, but she fouled out, so she needs to clean it up on the defensive end, not get as aggressive. You need her in the game. But Tara Wallach, our, our star freshman recruit, stepped up big, played great defense. The 6'2 guard basically is a center who handles the ball really well. But again, the issue with both basketball teams, especially the women's, is our star players are not getting as involved and not scoring as much. Yes, I know my big critique on Charlize was she's not super efficient, and she's not. But she had a quiet 22 points, most of them coming in the second half because she only scored five in the first half of the game, in the first game. She did it again, back-to-back 22-point games. But she needs to just step up and take more shots. We lived and died by the three off of Shirley's, and it looks like we're going to have to do it again. We're winning but not confident ones. These are teams who both expect to go potentially deep in the postseason, For the women's team and the men's team expects to get to the postseason, and you can't do this. The NCAA committee looks for quality wins. These are not quality wins. I know San Jose State was a was a 30-point win, but that was a team who only played four games last season because their season was canceled, and they have 10 new players. NAU was a lot closer. Their wins were 2-0. I will take it. Cougs need to keep doing what Cougs do, and hopefully we end up with a dub. I'm confident in these teams. I like it. It's great being a Coug. So that's all I got to say. Enjoy your day. Let's go Cougs. Listen, I love Walker, but he looked like he was 18 or 19. He looked like a young guy. Man, you should have done this guy right. What I get him a stripper? What do you want me to do here? I I get him a prostitute? What do you